When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. On today's show, you're going to hear another one of my conversations from the 2021 Knoxville Showdown, an early season college tennis event I had the privilege to attend at the University of Tennessee. Of course, it was the Volunteers, Kentucky, Pepperdine, and Columbia competing in the event. On today's show, you're going to get to hear my conversation, a fascinating one, with Columbia men's tennis senior Austin Huang. Of course, Columbia did not compete during the 2021 season, the Ivy League canceling all athletics due to the COVID pandemic at Columbia in particular. They didn't even have students on campus throughout the duration of the 2020-2021 academic year. As such, there are eight players on the Columbia roster who had never stepped foot on campus, never donned the lion powder blue prior to this uh, week's event in Knoxville. As such, it was fascinating to talk to Austin. Austin, one of the few players who actually has experience on this Columbia roster, a player who was a part of their national indoor success over the past few seasons, a player who was a part of their victories over Baylor the past few seasons, just one of the few players who understands what it means to be a Columbia Lion, what it takes to sustain the sort of success that Columbia has had over you know the past decade of college tennis, and you know of course as such it was fascinating to pick Austin's mind about you know what. What it was like to have 18 months away from campus, what he was doing personally, not only, you know, to stay involved in the game, but also perhaps to just take a break from the game, develop his other interests, his other, uh, obviously, talents and pursuits in life. And so I, I know all of you listeners are thoroughly going to enjoy today's conversation. I always enjoy the chance uh, to get to speak with these players, uh, as I really do think it is fascinating times in college tennis. And I wanted to pick Austin's brain on NIL-related topics. I wanted to pick his brain on where this Columbia tennis team goes from here. So again, fascinating conversation. I know all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, before we get to it, just a quick reminder, you missed any of our other chats from Knoxville, whether it's with Tennessee players, coaches, Columbia head coach Howard Endelman. You can find them all here on the Cracked Interviews podcast feed. You can find them all on our website, crackrackets.com. You can hear my recap of the event on the Great Shot podcast feed. But with all of that said, Let's get to it. Here is my conversation with Columbia senior, Austin Huang. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the 2021 Knoxville Showdown. Joining us in our Crack Rackets interview studio, a man you have become familiar with if you are a fan of college tennis now. He is one of the few players on the Columbia men's tennis team roster with experience actually playing a college tennis match, one of the leaders of the team, three-set winner on day two, Austin Huang. Austin, welcome to the show. How are you doing Thank today? Thank you so much, Alex. Appreciate it. I'm doing well. You know, it's good to get a win today for the first time in uh – 18 months, so it's, been, it's good to be back, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you, let's just get right into it. 18 months off. The last Columbia team I saw, Jacqueline, Jacqueline. Jackie Tang. Mm-hmm. All at, at, Was Adam on the team? Ambrosi? 2019, Adam 20? I think team. so. 20, yeah, right around then. And so, Rion also. Yeah, and the last time you guys were at Kotzen, obviously, and the last time you guys were here, you beat Tennessee to clinch a spot at the National Indoors. And yep. that was the third straight year of National Indoors, I believe, maybe fourth straight for That was guys. the third. I think my yeah. freshman year in 2018 spring, that was the first time you made yeah, it. Yeah, and so and then 2019, you guys should have beaten Winston, uh, Wake Forest, in my opinion. But that's yeah. a discussion. Yeah, we can get yeah, into yeah, that in a, in a second. Talk, but, yeah. no, uh, again, 18 months, though, you graduate pretty much two classes of players. What's it mean to you, as you mentioned, to be back on court after 18 months? Is it a relief? Is it pressure? What are you feeling? You know, there's a there's a lot of feelings yeah. going in my system. Um, you know, one was just anxiety first. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. A lot of new guys coming, a lot of talent, a lot of work to be done. But the biggest thing I'm feeling is just a lot of excitement. You know, I'm just, it's honestly a privilege to be back. You know, I took the last year off um, with the Ivy League. You know, it's a little bit difficult to stay on, but... I was super pumped to be able to play another year, and I'm feeling nothing but pure joy just to be back. Like, first day, you know, I lost yesterday, but I was just so excited to be playing again, Mm -hmm. and I know that each match I'm going to just get a little bit better, you know, Mm -hmm. get back into my form that I was back in March of 2020, the last time I played, so Mm -hmm. nothing but excitement to be Mm -hmm. back. What did these last 18 months look like for Austin Huang? I worked uh, from... Real job? Real job, yeah. That internship for the summer, you're like, kind of just... Stay for the year? So Startup business? What are we doing? No, so I worked in real estate investment okay, last sure, year sure. from around June to December. Okay. Then I came to New York in January mm-hmm. to uh, sort of like get back into the swing of things, train. I wasn't taking classes. Mm-hmm. I had to opt out. But um, this last summer, I worked in investment banking internship, okay. so not a lot of tennis was played. Sure, I imagine. But um, Were you with Tim at Goldman? <laughs> no, 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 I was at Santander. Okay, sure, train. sure, sure. Yeah. So I finished up midway through August, and started training these two weeks (laughs) a little bit quick to hop right into it Mm -hmm. but here i am now yeah Yeah. so with all of that said when was the last time austin huang took 18 months relatively off from tennis and just for you personally to have the chance to work to not be on the school grind what'd you learn about yourself you know i learned that i really do enjoy competing (laughs) i missed a lot the whole time i was because Obviously, we didn't get to play a season last season, yeah. and it was really painful to mm-hmm. watch all these other conferences play and compete against each other, and the Ivy League has to sit out. Mm-hmm. And I was just anxious. I was very, very, very eager to play again. Yeah. But um, I guess what I was just feeling was just uh, I just missed competing. I missed being out there. I missed being with my boys. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, fresh class. I love our freshman class, our yeah. sophomore class, and mm-hmm. I finally met them for the first time about, <laughs> yeah. about – uh, yeah, just about last week. I was going to say, like six days ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> just, just last week before we came. Yeah. Except, like, besides the recruiting visits. Yeah, but, sure. uh, <clears throat> but I'm so excited to be back and competing again. So mm-hmm. when I was watching, I was just basically waiting for this moment yeah. to come back. Yeah. And now you're back, and it's awesome to see. And you mentioned it. Let's get into that. 
eight sophomores eight fr- uh, and freshmen, but none of them have spent a day on campus until nope. this past week. Yep. None of them have put on the Columbia powder blue and understand what it means to be a lion. The pride, pun intended, that goes aside with that, um, goes along with that. I was joking around with Kotzen earlier. Are you treating them all like freshmen? Is it like we have eight people to pick up balls this year? This is perfect? Or is it, you know, again, how do you balance the thing of they are sophomores versus freshmen and just acclimating everyone? Because it's been a year for all of you. Yeah, no, uh, technically they are still freshmen. I mean, they're fresh to campus. I guess in a way they are freshmen. They just have taken classes online. So a lot of it is similar. Howie has it. I gave it to him. Howie has it. How he has it, maybe, maybe not. Don't worry, this is what editing's for. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, how he has it for sure. I gave it back to him. That's good. That's, um, but anyways, eight freshmen, eight it, sophomore. They're fresh to campus. Yeah, uh, you know, we don't treat them any differently from us. Yes, they have a lot to learn. There's a lot to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a long way to go. But we don't, we don't differentiate the freshmen from the sophomore. We treat them the same way. And in the same way, we t- treat the sophomores like freshmen. You know, because mm-hmm. they are. Yeah. And in that way, I think that. For us as Kotz and I as leaders, you know, yeah. we don't we don't do anything to make them feel like they haven't done much because they've worked to get here. It's really difficult to get in Columbia. You know, you have to play good tennis. You have to get the grades. Mm-hmm. So we just respect them as they are, and we understand that they have to learn. So when they make mistakes, we'll let them know. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, we just treat them the same. Mm-hmm. Two top five recruiting classes, 2020, 2021. All of those kids now on campus. I believe West Paul just won the U.S. Open Junior Doubles. He did. He just won, yeah. As we're doing Mazel Tov, obviously, to the Columbia team. But that's a lot of talent. It and, is. again, it's eight kids you haven't seen compete. They haven't competed against each other uh, with one another. And despite all of that talent, they've never competed in a college tennis match. Yep. Obviously, a fall event like this helps. But what do you, Kotz, and all the guys with returning experience do to help bring those kids along, to help bring your teammates to the point where you know they're talented enough, but this is how you win a college tennis match. Yeah, the biggest thing is just teaching them the Columbia culture. You know, sure. we're all about teamwork. We're all about selflessness, always putting the interest of the team ahead of sure. your own, but obviously taking care of yourself at the same time. You know, what we really, really try to inspire in our freshmen and sophomores is that, you know, we, we focus on two things. We want to succeed on the court and also off the court because mm-hmm. that's what helps put us in the best mental state to compete. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all tennis is. It's trying to be as prepared as possible for every single match. You know, you want to be as prepared, if not more prepared, than your opponents. Mm-hmm. And to do that, we have to sort of teach them. And only doing that, we can sort of prepare them to get ready for college tennis. Mm -hmm. You know, college tennis, I try to tell them that it's super different from anything they've seen before. You know, juniors, ITF juniors, futures, because, you know, you can play futures early. Of course. It's so different, you know, being able to play for a team. Mm -hmm. Because everything else that you've done up to this point is just for yourself. Yeah. Everything that you've worked for, you know, traveling tournaments, being with your parents, it's just you, your parents, like your coach team, like strength coach, whatever. That's that's it. But now you've got... (coughs) 11, 12, 13 other guys with you, Mm -hmm. and you have to get ready for the spring. So kind of what we've been doing is just getting the team culture Mm -hmm. sort of to spread amongst the rest of the guys. Sure. And the only way that they can be match ready is just to play matches like this. We're Mm -hmm. going to UVA in two weeks. So I just want guys to be able to take care of each other, compete, know that I have their back, Mm -hmm. they should have mine, Mm -hmm. and that's just what we're trying to spread for the rest of the No, our team. and let me be clear, I hope culture is the only thing spreading amongst your team. No COVID, no COVID just culture. Yeah, yeah, just that culture. Works for me. Yeah, that works for me totally. And positivity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. look, I mean, you're coming from a team that was you know, 
that that group with Tim and ja- and uh, Vic and Jack and all of those guys. That was you know they would Winston. I say Winston Lynn you know crawled so that you guys can now run exactly. And you look at where you guys left things entering uh, leaving that 2020 season. There were five top 25 Ivy League schools. Now whether that was too early in the season, would it have stayed that way? Who knows? But that speaks to the talent that's coming yeah. uh, to the Ivy Leagues. Exactly. You're aware of that talent. It's now your you know it's your fourth year playing amongst this group. Yep. Uh, what you know what what does the level of the Ivy League look like right now? Is the level of tennis good enough for you guys to you know come back after you're off and compete nationally with Tennessees and Kentuckys of the world? Yeah, you know I think we're I think we're definitely at some disadvantage just because we have all these new guys yeah, that sure. have never seen a dual match before. But then you know school like Tennessee, Kentucky. Pepperdine, they played the last season. Yeah. So they their sophomores have played. So mm-hmm. about like a quarter of the team mm-hmm. has seen a dual match. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that that will put us out of any runnings of any tournaments. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, personally for me, uh, the fall is a very, very important time to grow. You know, <laughs> yeah. I came in freshman fall and I was... I was struggling, like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, getting adjusted to classes, being on my own for the first time. I went across the country from California yeah. to Columbia, and I'm sure a lot of these new guys are feeling the pressure now, you know, coming out here. They kind of throw us into the fire. No matches played in college tennis, and we're playing a bunch of top 20 teams. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's definitely, it's definitely not easy, and Howie said that, you know, we're throwing you in the fire, but that's because this is going to help you mm-hmm. in January when the time comes, when crunch time comes. Mm-hmm. So... I think that this fall is a really important time. We're gonna we have a pretty loaded schedule. You know, we have a lot of good teams coming up, and you know, I'm excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and I'm curious because you do have that connection. Is this season for Jack, Jackie, the guys who were supposed to be seniors last year? I think both of them were. Maybe Jackie's a year uh, older. Jackie is Jackie graduated nineteen, right? 20, no, twenty twenty, the yeah. one that got cut in half. Yeah, 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 that's what it was. So for but for those guys in general, because. They were about to accomplish some special stuff. I mean, yeah. I watched you guys beat Baylor at the national indoors, and yeah. it wasn't just like a fluke thing. One of those third match tank deals. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought Rich and Woodson were about to fight. Like let's they were. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's be clear here. And so, um, Columbia is very good. Is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, yes, there was a year off, but you you want to get right back to the national indoors. Yeah. And so for you guys, what do you, what do you have to accomplish this fall? What are you looking for from this team over the next three months? to be ready come national indoor yeah. uh, kickoff weekend. <clears throat> no, we have we obviously have a really tough kickoff schedule. You know, we yeah. play Texas and there's some other good teams. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember, but um But Texas is first, right? Yeah, yeah right off the bat. Yeah, cuz you guys got that 60. Yeah, exactly. Right into it. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. But um no, I need uh we definitely need all the guys to come together. I'm trying to build as much team culture as possible early off the bat. You know, I need the guys to be together. I'm trying to spend as much time mm-hmm. build basically make up for that lost year. Mm-hmm with the sophomores and try and get the freshmen caught up as to pace. And we just need guys to just put in the hours day in, day out, but also stay on top of themselves in the classroom as well to make sure you don't have that just lingering around mm-hmm. because you can't, it's tough to go in a match with that in your mind. Yeah. So in order to best prepare ourselves, you know, we have to play all these matches, you know, these hidden duels are great. Yeah. It's basically the closest thing you can get to a dual match without being, a what dual are match. we hiding? I've never understood the terminology. This yeah, is like one of my it pet makes, peeves. It makes no sense. Like we have MLK in January, which is yeah, another hidden duel again at Georgia tech, which <laughs> we've been invited to for the last three years, which is a great tournament. Love this tournament. Yeah. And, you know, it's tournament like tournaments like these where I think the guys need to prove themselves that mm-hmm. they deserve to be here, that they've really earned the spot. Mm-hmm. And in order to get there, this fall has to be crunch time. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to put in the work in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, on the court and also uh, 
in the classroom. Yeah, you know, I've said it before. Yeah. No, absolutely. All, th- all three phases. And, you know, I'm curious because you have been on some good teams. Pound for pound, top to bottom. Is this the most talented Columbia roster you've been on? Not finished product, but talking pure, uh, you know, accumulation of talent. Yeah. Because you look at the recruiting classes. I watch you guys, these practice sessions. It feels like, you know, again, whether it's Templeman who's out on court right now, all of these guys, one through ten, there's a lot of talent out there. There is. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's really unfair to discount the previous recruiting classes. Fair. Um, you know, I thought my recruiting class was strong. Uh, Victor's class was also really strong. Cotson's yeah. um, class had a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. You know, not many people made it through, but that yes. class was very, very sure. talented. Yeah. The sophomore class has a lot of talent. And also this freshman class. Like, I think I could say that this is probably one of the most talented classes I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, I could say that from a lot of other classes, too. Sure. But you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys need to earn it. They need to work hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It, I can definitely say that there's a lot of talent, but I think that it shouldn't go to waste. Mm-hmm. Were you your one bid? You, you, yeah. You, I had you had two, a, he was, his final season was you. You had two with him. I had two with bid. So, so I'm curious that transition from bid, who cools a cucumber, you know, you know, there is never going to yeah. be any vacillation with bid versus the fire and ice of Howie. And I said this to Kotzen, there's not going to be like he may look intimidating, but you're not going to find a kinder soul than Howie Endelman, who yep. of course coach of Columbia. I mean, that transition for you and getting, you know, for Howie to lose that first year as well, it's got to be so frustrating. Painful. But how's that yeah. transition been in just, you know, the Endelman era, dare I say? Yeah, uh, it's been it's been great. Howie, I think, uh, really stepped up and he was yeah. able to transition in that really well. As you could see with the, yeah, exactly. the season that we had, we came out firing with mm-hmm. him. You know, he really took the reins. And I also credit Rich Bonfiglio, of course, who took the who took his spot as mm-hmm. associate coach. And both of them have been such a great pairing. Mm-hmm. They complement each other really well. They both love Columbia. They're both passionate as hell. They mm-hmm. both are just so passionate about us. They care so much. They literally go to the ends of the earth. Yeah, for us. Rich flew here then, from New York, then flew back to New York because West Paul had the final. The final, yeah. Then is now flying back here tomorrow. Yeah. So it's I mean, a trooper. Yeah, you really can't uh, you can't go wrong with guys like that. And I think that both of them have really stepped up when we needed them the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm obviously very close with them. I've been with yeah. I've been with Howie for four years now. I've been with Rich for two, and we kept in, like mm-hmm. you know. I of think course. that we've uh, we've kept the good culture moving in during the transition. You mm-hmm. know, not a lot has changed. Bid's really cool. You know, Rich is really passionate, fiery, yeah. and I think Howie's really like been able to fill the shoes of Bid, mm-hmm. if not achieved more. Yeah, from what I've seen so far, obviously you know mm-hmm. Bid was there for. 30-plus years, mm-hmm. and how he has um, – <clears throat> there's a lot of work to be done, but I have been nothing but pleased with the transition It was so a far. baton pass, right? It, it basically was. It was not running towards yeah. the end, more of a power walk, and yeah. then how he's like, I got it, and they're starting to go. But no, exactly. obviously Columbia rocking and rolling now. And again, for your team this season, you guys have a ton of talent, a lot of inexperience, but yeah. certainly a ton of talent. What are the short-term goals? What do you guys want to – you know, come January, come uh, regular season time, what do you want to be doing here in your senior year? Yeah, um, you know, short-term goals, I'm thinking for... Just, just win another match. Just, <laughs> don't uh, cramp tonight. Don't cram tonight, win tomorrow. <laughs> you know, it's, like, I got to say, like, coming back after this long hiatus, was it was tough. But yeah. short-term goals is this week yeah. is the first, basically, official week of practice that okay. we're all going to have together. Okay. And I just want to make sure that we're all, you know, in the, mi- in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. Everyone's together and just working hard. Um, you know, I don't want to set 
goals too far ahead. I don't want to get sure. too far because, you know, you never know where I'm going to be yeah. in January. I hope to be in a better place than <laughs> I am now. Okay. But, um, you know, like we have UVA coming up in two weeks. We're going to play some good teams there. You mm-hmm. know, I, I just want to see the guys just a little bit more comfortable than they were here. You sure. know, obviously a lot of guys were facing a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And all I have to say is that every tournament and every weekend that we go on from here, like, you know, there's regionals, All-Americans, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. I just want the guys to just get a little bit better every time. Sure. You know, they don't need to be winning matches. They don't mm-hmm. need to be, uh, you know, blowing me away with their sure. results. But I just want them to get a little tougher mm-hmm. than the day they were before, get a little bit more experience. And mm-hmm. that's all that the fall is, you know, just be getting yourself to be prepared as possible for January. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, rapid fire here down the home stretch, just going to throw a couple different topics at you. That's Enjoy. really the rapid fire. Take as long as you want on your answer. Yeah. <laughs> NIL stuff. I presented this to Howie. Listeners will hear it on a podcast soon. Mm. But let's just be frank. A Columbia graduate has more disposable income than 99% of schools. And if I'm a head coach of an Ivy League school, of an Ivy League sport, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's tennis, I'm going to my 12 most recent graduates and I'm saying, hey, 1% of all of your signing bonuses and Columbia tennis is rocking and rolling because with NIL-related rules now, these players and, you know, you as student-athletes are going to be able to take advantage of their image, their name, yeah. their image, their likeness. I'm just throwing that theory out at you because I know everything's still very fresh. Yeah. But I do feel like Columbia is well-suited to take advantage. I'm curious if you've seen anything manifest itself early. Uh, being totally honest, I haven't seen anything so far. Okay. You know, we um – there's just so many rules. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of rules, but I actually I haven't seen anything so far. I've been okay. I've been on campus for like a, a week. week. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, you know, I've seen like I've seen some like Instagram posts about like brand deals with um mm-hmm. with other people that have sure. But they go to different schools. You yeah. Know, I haven't I haven't really seen much from Columbia. Mm-hmm let alone the Ivy League, actually. Yeah. Um, I just feel like if you're a coach, you can... I feel like it, 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 it's my theory out of like out of whack here. Am I crazy? You, I mean, you are, you're an actual Ivy League student. You tell me. I, I'm not entirely sure. I, yeah. I, I really don't have much word. Um, I mean, sure. this is my last year to take advantage of anything, but... Uh, so I guess no I'd put point. it to you. you. When you get that 1% signing bonus from Goldman or wherever it is you end up going, <laughs> and how he comes to you and says, like, it's, it's in, in theory... It's, I feel like it's not a bad plan. In theory, I don't want to get you in trouble. I just thought I'd throw you that theory at yeah, you. Yeah, no, I, I. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I don't think I can comment on that. I literally couldn't tell you. It's fair. No, I bet yeah. you. Do, it's half the battle is knowing what you don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, for your team, let's talk yep. about the new freshmen. Let's, let's talk it. about the newbies. I know it's only one week. Messiest locker. Messiest locker. Gosh, freshmen. Can I count sophomores? You can. Yeah, of course. I'm at of the eight. Of, of the eight. eight. Okay. Um, I'm rooming with Roko Horvat right yeah. now. He's he's a little messy. He's got some work to do. He's a little messy. Uh, <laughs> I lived with Ishan for a bit this summer. He stayed with me when I was in New York. He is he's messy. Ishan <laughs> is really also Kotzen is super messy. Yeah. yeah, he threw himself under the bus when yeah. I asked him that. He goes me. It's like it's he's definitely. crazy messy. Yeah, because yeah. I also roomed with him a few times. Yeah, for sure. Freshmen are pretty neat. Yeah, uh, Hugo, Jaden, yeah. these guys are all really neat. They know what they're doing. They know they're Finkelstein. I mean, he well he has to hold everything together. Yeah, he's yeah. they're all these guys are all really neat. I think it's the sophomores. And, yeah, the sophomores are really messy. Yeah, yeah. They are the pandemic. No, that yeah. whole class, my little brother is a sophomore in college now. Yeah. And yeah, they, they're the ones. You lose second half semester of senior year. You lose first half semester of freshman year of college. You're just not a formed human. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving beyond that, favorite hitting partner favorite of the new eight. I know it's been three eight. days, but... I think uh, of the new eight, um, I love hitting with Ishan. Yeah. We uh, we used to train together back at yeah, JMG, so we have the connection. But let's, let's move him You're out a JMGer? I am a James. You're Gere. Joe Gilbert. Oh, okay. So I've got some secondary questions. Yeah, please I'm, keep I'm going. I'm a James Gere. Okay, so we'll move Ishan out of the picture. Let's okay. not count him because he's technically not new to me. 
Um, Jaden Templeman. Yeah. Very clean ball striker. Yeah. Love hitting with him. I mean, a lot of rhythm. Hits a big ball. Consistent. Love hitting with him. Mm-hmm. Who? Which freshman right now? Uh, I was going to ask you. Yeah, again. Of them, who's, who just seems most acclimated? Who's ready? Hand, like I feel like I watch Hugo Hugo play, Hugo is, and it does feel like a hand in a glove. It's like the energy he brings yep. to the court. It just feels like he's ready. He Hugo has definitely uh, acclimated well to mm-hmm. the hidden dual pressure. You know, he had a tough match against Lapidat yesterday. Yeah, uh, tough one against HUD. He was pretty, yeah. he was pretty tired today. Yeah, but um, he I think has really molded well into the Columbia culture. He's playing well. He's you know he fights like hell. He's <laughs> he's a competitor. Mm-hmm. So I think he's really really. Uh, Kind of just hit the ground running since he started, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to see what Max can what Max can do in two weeks. You yeah, know, in right. his first in his first college tournament. Obviously, it's going to be different. You know, going from ITF juniors to playing this mm-hmm. college tennis. So I'm excited to see what he can do as well. How do you feel personally? Ten guys, they're coming after your spot, Austin. Now you've won 20 plus matches I think, <laughs> in all three of your career, but they're coming for you. Yeah, no, is, uh, it, is it refreshing? Is it nice for you? Just it is a nice. New, yeah. A new group to compete with. It's nice. You know, I know that uh, one. It's definitely nice to know that there are guys that I can rely on. You know, if something goes wrong, horrible wrong in the spring mm-hmm. god forbid but it's definitely reassuring to know that i have i know that there are people that will be able to fill my shoes mm-hmm. and it does put some pressure on me to definitely raise my level which i know i'm, I'm fully confident that i'll do from september to january so mm-hmm. it makes me even more excited yeah honestly yeah no, you're a guy who likes to compete there's yeah. no denying that and again we get to see it here now um again rapid fire for you okay that 2020 baylor match what happened yeah. Um, <laughs> if, is that a fun match to play is really what I'm trying to ask. It was. It was, yeah. So those Wisconsin courts are pretty quick. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're they're really fast. And I was playing Franson, yeah. big German. Yeah. Big Connie, German, of course. Yeah, yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Very nice guy. Um, he it was, was the Boyton match that went. Yeah, the Boyton match was interesting because I think Rion won the first. Yeah. And he was down like 5 6 four, five serving in Boyton. I think he took a. Yeah, something. He took a break, came back, blasted four forehand winners, yeah. and next thing you know, they're in a third set. Yeah. So we were just like, "Whoa, what just happened?" <laughs> like, all right, let's uh, let's start like getting Jack going because mm-hmm. he was he was in a third with Soto. Um, Jackie got off the court pretty quickly. Yeah. Sven Sven played a really good match. Uh, Brozy had a good win over Garcia and Cotson. Yeah. I think he had his first loss against Finn. Yeah. Finn Bass there. So I personally, for me, I was just looking down. I saw courts going by pretty quickly. Yeah. I saw scores progressing. I was like, all right, I gotta, yeah, I gotta get my court going. You yeah. know, I'm playing a big server, and I was returning really. Well. I was, I think, I was at like the peak of my game at that point into the season. You know, sure. I love. Indoors is you. Yeah, yeah. F- I mean, surprisingly enough, I played in my entire junior career outside in yeah. California, and then I come to indoors, and I love the conditions. I don't think you've ever missed indoors. Yeah, <laughs> Not, I've never missed the backhand. I'll tell yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> But, um, no, basically what I was just trying to do is just uh, get the energy going. I saw Kotzen went down pretty quickly. I was trying to get his energy going. But <laughs> I saw it reached a point where Kotzen kind of – he knew that he was done, and he just started – he came to my court before he finished and just started yelling at me just to get me going. That match was a lot of fun, watching Jack clinch. You know, we were we, – both teams were getting into it. And yeah. When they were walking away after we won the match, they were like, see you in Waco. So yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun. You're like, no. No. Well, I, know, I mean, I thought I was. Yeah, you're like, like, no COVID. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, Brandon Holt, because he was deathly ill. 
at yeah, the National yeah, Indoors. And it's like you put two and two together, and he got everyone sick at that event. And I'm not blaming him. I'm just <laughs> saying it's like from a timeline no, perspective. No, I remember because he played Al- – I watched him play Alistair Gray from TCU. Yeah, and he, he was th- coughing so dead. much at yeah, the fence. Didn't have a lung. He played Blumberg in the final two. Just like – it was It was just yeah, like, what are we doing? He was so, he was so sick because I, I know those guys pretty well in the yeah. team, like Bradley Fry. Yeah, of course. And um, I was talking. I was like, hey, he's like, is he all right? And he's like, yeah. no, he's pretty sick. But I don't, I don't think like – I think COVID was like kind of in the radar. No one really. No, it was there. It. No, yeah. you didn't think about it, but like respiratory illness, he was yeah. caught hacking up a lung, and yeah. I'm just like, anyways, I thought a Columbia person. You know, you see the the uh, the correlation. Yeah, there it is. There yeah. it is. You yeah. see the comparison. No, it's there. it's definitely. Well, now that you epidemiology, there it yeah. is. That was the word I was yeah. looking for. Well, now that you mention it, maybe. Yeah, I know. It's a story for another time, but <laughs> okay, I got to end with JMG. Yeah. UC Brooksby. This he's like forty four and ten. I like to think I invented the Jensen Brooksby beat. Listeners know that, um, and you know I'm, we're going to do a project. This is might be breaking news, but Joe Gilbert and I are going to be doing a podcast every week for the next I think three months. That's so, awesome. Yeah, really excited. I got to text him. Yeah, yeah, he's just a great. Wait, did you actually not know us from James? No idea. Yeah. Seriously, I should have since I, I was I, since I was like twelve. Okay, so yeah. you're so you're part of the. I have a theory that Colin Mar- uh, you know, back to this uh, Colin Altamirano walked so that Jensen can fly, and it's literally just Joe has perfected it. You know. He really Whether it's has, Colin, yeah. Katie, all of them. That said, did you expect this run from Jensen this summer? You know, just to rip through into the top 100. You know, so I spent a lot of time with Jensen last year when he was hurt because we were yeah. both stuck at home, yeah. quarantined. We were just like texting. He'd yeah. come over on the weekends to hang out because yeah, we're we're really good friends. Sure. And you know, he was in the mindset where he just thought that like you know he's just really eager to come back, just like I was. Yeah. But he was training, mm-hmm. and. You know, I I can't I want to say like I love Jensen. Yeah. I was really surprised that he did this well, but I know that he deserves it. Mm-hmm. He deserves all the praise and all the credit that he's getting. He's put in the work, and I know he does day in day out. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Oh, sure. Literally the kindest human. Like, it, and sorry to cut you off, but you ne- I've never met someone who I'm just like so sure is going to be the very best tennis player version yeah. of themselves. And I'm yeah. just like, he will get every ounce of his body. Out exactly. Of he loves the sport so much. This is something that he's wanted since he was like six, seven years old. Yeah. I've known him for that long. And there's no other person that deserves it more than him. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I am. I don't, I don't want to say that I'm surprised, but, like, because I know that he has the potential to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching that Karatsev match. I was in his box just yeah. right there trying to get him through it. Your whole team was there. You guys were celebrities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I saw him down uh, two sets to one, and I was like, oof, this is looking tough. You know, he, he's been dealing with, like, a little hip so thing. So that's why you guys were in the box the entire time, because you're the JMG kid. You're yeah. the connection to yeah. up. Well, so well, so um, Ishan is also a JMG uh, gotcha, guy. Gotcha. Ishan is a JMG guy, and Will Matheson, who graduated sure. with Victor, mm-hmm. Tim back in 2019, yeah. he came to stay with me for a month and a half uh, last year. Gotcha. And we hung out with Brooks Lots. So yeah, they became, sure. They became really good friends, and that's how the connection sort of came. Gotcha. gotcha. So I just wore my Columbia stuff because that's all the clothes I own. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I graduated in 2017. That's still all I got. <laughs> yeah, believe yeah, me. You like, don't have to like, tell me. It's like one of those things, you know. I'm yeah. doing it now. I'm in a tournament, but yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I just wore it, and it kind of just like caught fire. Uh, I think he played Ymir first match. Yeah. And four hours, four sets. Yeah. And they saw the Columbia stuff. I was like, hey, I'm gonna. Get <laughs> and a bunch of people was like, oh, like people would ask me as I'm just walking around, like, what's uh, what's the deal with Brooksby yeah. and Columbia? Did he go? And you're like, yes. Well, and I'm like, <laughs> I, said, I wish, but yeah. it's so funny because J- Joe was there when he asked, and yeah. he goes, absolutely not. There's no way Jensen is getting in. <laughs> And it's like, and Joe comes up, comes up to me, and he's like, 
you're making Brooksby look really smart. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the goal. You're welcome. That's yeah, the goal. Exactly. No, amen to that. I agree. And, no, again, I, 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 I do think it, it's pretty. It's outlawed at JMG, right? No unforced errors. Like, if you make no. it unforced errors, it's— You're running. It's, I was going to say it's 30 push-ups, I thought, or whatever it was. Yeah, it's like you do push-ups, and then you have to run at the end of, up and down the stadium steps. Yeah, that's <laughs> no fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. backhand error is twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Jensen misses a backhand or a backhand slice, he's running for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> unbelievable. But so, again, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. My final question for you, you are a senior leader of a young team, a team that has a ton of talent in a year that everyone has talent in college tennis. Mm -hmm. What is it going to take from you, from this team, to go the places you want to go here in 2022? Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to need to step up in terms of level. You know, I'm not exactly where I want to be. (laughs) Sure. But a lot of tennis to be played. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. And a lot of work to be done. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting in the gym with these guys for the first time. Well, second time, I guess. Yeah. But, um, you know, these official practices are going to be really interesting. <clears throat> you know, just sort of uh, battling against one another. And I just we just need to compete our asses off this fall. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for me, in terms of being a leader, I need to make sure that everyone's got their stuff together. I need to make sure that everyone's in line. They know what they're doing. But also, more importantly, just making sure that everyone's comfortable with what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they obviously can voice their concerns to me at literally any time. So I just want to make sure that every single person is accounted for, make mm-hmm. sure everyone that knows that they need to basically hold their weight, mm-hmm. be accountable for themselves, and to also trust other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that these culture ideas that we have at Columbia, I think that they need to be ingrained in their brains mm-hmm. this fall. I think that's the number one goal. And basically once, that, once we can come together as a team, once we can sort of put the past of juniors behind the freshmen, we can fully sort of become an actual team. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, there were five top 25 teams in the Ivy League when we last were playing Ivy yeah. League tennis yeah. in 2020. There's no doubt you guys, you know, all the teams, uh, super, super talented. And so we're super excited to see how it all shakes out. But Austin, thanks so much for taking the time Thank to chat. You. Obviously, no, it's always a pleasure, a pleasure to finally meet you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, we've been in, like in the circle of around each other yeah. a while. I don't really like Tim, but I know him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Michigan guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my guy. I really like Mr. Wang. Mr. Wang's yeah. the, the G. He's, the he's OG. No, yeah, I'm a hilarious. huge Tim fan also. And That's awesome. Again, the whole Columbia team, it's been such a blast. You guys have been so kind to me, so I appreciate you guys taking that. the time to chat yeah, with me. Thank you. And hopefully I'll see you. I'm hoping to go to JMG in December, yeah. just shadow Brooksby for a week and be like, you're not even going to notice me. So if you're out there, you're training and all. Gotta yeah. hang out. Something Around like, like Christmas time, I'll be back. All right, so. beautiful. Yeah. Well, again, Austin, good luck this season. And thank, thank you for taking the time to chat. No, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Of course. That was fun. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Columbia senior Austin Huang. A huge thank you to him for taking the time to chat, putting up with my nonsense throughout the course of the week. Uh, I've had the chance to get to know Austin a little bit over the years. I've mentioned this on podcasts before. His former teammate, Tim Wang, is a guy I grew up with in Southeast Michigan. And so, you know, there's always a soft spot in my heart for this Columbia program. And, you know, again, Austin was undefeated in the 2020 season when things uh, were stopped due to the pandemic. So I know uh, what he is capable of, and I know he thinks very strongly about the talent on this Columbia roster, thinks they are capable of some special things. Uh, I believe him, and of course I'm looking forward to seeing this Columbia team compete in the college tennis ecosystem once again here this season. But of course, if you've missed any of our other conversations, I mentioned at the top, Emil Hud, uh, Mark Walner, James Mackay, Howard Endelman, you can find them all here on 
on this Cracked Interviews podcast feed. You can find my recap of the event on the Great Shot podcast feed. All of that content on our website, CrackedRackets.com. Of course, like, rate, subscribe, review to this show, the Mini Break podcast, the Great Shot podcast, everything we're doing here at Cracked Rackets, our YouTube channel as well. If you need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westhoff for the f- of an editing job they do day in day out a shout out as well to our friends over at tennis point tennis point.com the promo code is cr15 with that set for super producers fligner and westoff for our friends at tennis point for our fantastic guest austin huang and from all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you know what we say you've been listening to another edition of the correct interviews podcast stay safe stay healthy we'll talk to you all soon thanks everyone